Welcome to the Define Your Wealth podcast, where we believe you don't have to be rich to live a wealthy life. Wealth is about having the time and resources to focus on what matters most to you, whether that's building a business that changes the world or having time to just exist. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. I'm a financial coach and accredited financial counselor candidate. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free gift that I have for you. If you've been around listening to the show for the last few episodes, you've probably heard of it. It's called the Define Your Wealth Workbook, and it's an exercise that I use for myself and my financial coaching clients. The purpose of it is to break through all the noise and the shoulds and help you really get to the core of what matters most to you. What does your meaningful, successful life or what we call on this podcast, a wealthy life, what does that look like for you? I love this exercise. I do it one to two times a year because life changes, you change, and the things that we want all change. And so I think you're going to love it. You can download the workbook for free by going to goodbyetobroke.com. That's two as in T-O, goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift to get a free copy of the Define Your Wealth workbook. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode. So today we're talking about what is a money date and how can you have one? So this is a concept that I first heard a few years ago. I was at a point personally in managing my finances where I was very sporadic. Like I had made a budget, I had kind of created a debt payoff plan But I found that I wasn't really sticking to anything. And a big part of that was because I wasn't checking in regularly. I didn't have regular money dates where I sat down with my finances and looked over everything and looked at what was working, what wasn't, what needed to change, updated my plans. I just kind of made a plan. It's the same way that I was for goal setting for a long time, where I kind of made a plan And then I felt really good about having a plan and I just, I don't know if I expected it to just fall into place or what, but that was my experience with budgeting for a while until I started implementing money dates. So simply put, a money date is a time for you to check in with your finances, whether you're managing your finances alone or you've combined your finances with a partner Whatever that looks like for you, it's a time for you to sit down, to go through everything, and to yeah, decide what's working and what's not working and what you would like to change or do differently in the future. How often you have a money date really depends on what your financial system looks like and also how long you have been budgeting or how long you have had your financial plan put together and how comfortable you are with the way that your finances are going, right? So if you're just learning to budget or if you're starting kind of at the beginning and getting your finances in order, figuring out a system that works for you, then I recommend having a money date once per week. And then once you're comfortable with your finances and or you have most things automated, 
then you can start having them less frequently if you want to. It's still a good habit to do regular check-ins every couple of weeks or so. Um, But starting out, I recommend having a money date once per week. So let's talk about how to have a weekly money date then. So for starters here, I am going to reference my course, which is currently called Save 10K a few times. Um, didn't mean for this episode to be a self-promotional kind of episode, but, uh, there are a few things in here. I'm looking at a checklist that I created for the Save 10K course, um, and there are a few things in here that I reference, and so they're kind of specific to this checklist, and, uh, yeah, just notice, or just know that that is coming up. I do mention the course a couple of times, but if you're not in the course, um, then you can still, this is still a very generic checklist that you can use for your check-ins, regardless of whether whether you're in the Save 10K course and you're using the system that I teach in that course, um, or if you're using something different, you need a budget or your own system or whatever it is, you can still use this as a reference point for what to do during your weekly money check-ins. Okay. The first step to having a successful money date, in my opinion, is to make it nice for yourself and or your partner. So a few ideas of how to do this, you can put on your favorite playlist, you can light some incense or diffuse your favorite essential oils, put on your favorite movie or TV show. This is what I like to do. I like to put on a show or a movie that I know my partner Joseph won't want to watch with me. So my my most recent money date was last night and I watched The Great British Baking Show because he won't watch it with me. A lot of the time I rewatch Pride and Prejudice. So uh, whatever you want to do, you can get a snack, bake some cookies, pour yourself some tea, whatever it is that makes you feel cozy, relaxed. You can take yourself out to coffee. Yeah, it's your money date. So take yourself on a little date, a stay-at-home date, or a coffee date, or whatever it is that makes you feel good and kind of gets you in the mindset that you want to be in when you're having your money date, checking in with your finances. So that's the first step to having a successful weekly money date. The second step of what you're going to do is you are going to review your account activity, right? So for some context, I'm looking at the money date checklist that's inside the Save 10 10k course right now Um, and in the course I teach you how to use the system that I use for my finances and with my financial coaching clients which includes a couple of easy to use spreadsheet templates so with this system there are three parts to this step of reviewing your accounts right you're going to sign into all of your bank and credit card accounts and when you're in there you are going to part one do a spending check right so you've logged into all your accounts. If you're using the Save 10, Save 10K system, then you're going to look at your accounts and use that to update your spending tracker spreadsheet. And if you don't already have a spending plan in place, then you can use your first money date to create one. But whether you're using a spreadsheet or an app or whatever isn't the point. The goal of this step is just to check in with your spending to make sure that all your payments are going through, that nothing's being missed, 
and see if there's anywhere that you need to adjust your spending for the rest of the tracking period. So if you're, if you get paid twice per month and you, you know, budget by pay period, then what adjustments you need to make before your next pay period. So that's part one of reviewing your account activity is you're going to check on your spending. Part two is you're going to check on your savings. So look at your progress toward your savings goals. This can include your short-term savings, which are also called sinking funds in the Save 10K course. I talk about um, using a short-term savings tracker for this. So that's one of the templates in the Save 10K course. So in this step in the course, you would add to that tracker any money that you've set aside for things like your car insurance or holiday gifts or birthday gifts or whatever other categories you've included in your sinking funds. And you'll also use this time in part two to check in with your longer term goals. So whatever goals you're working on in the moment, if you're paying down a credit card or if you're saving for a down payment on a house or whatever it is, that's part two of reviewing your accounts is checking that all of your savings goals are on track and all your savings transfers have been made. Part three here is to check on your debt. So again, did all your debt payments go through? Is there anything that you need to pay manually? And then in the Save 10K course, there's a debt tracker spreadsheet template. Um, so it, both of these templates are very easy. You just go in and you add under the month that you're in right now, um, add the payment for each debt as it goes through, right? So you're going to update your debt tracker. I've also mentioned before the tool that I really love called Undebtit. That's undebt, U-N-D-E-B-T dot I-T. It's a completely free tool that helps you create a debt payoff plan that works for you. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. So if you're using Undebtit or if you're using a spreadsheet or a different tool, then that's all part three here is you'll check in and you'll update that tool however you need to. Okay, so we've had two steps here so far. We set the scene and then you reviewed your account activity, which included your spending, savings, and debt. And then step three of your weekly money check-in is to do a systems check. And I know this sounds awful. <laughs> I wasn't sure what else to call this. Um, it does not sound appealing, and I'm aware of that. But what I meant by this is to look at your current system for tracking your finances and see what's working for you and what's not working and asking what would make things easier what would make it easier or faster for me to do this? What would save me time, make this less frustrating? Whatever it is, if you're having those issues where it's just clunky and frustrating for you. Um, and two of the biggest things that I talk about in the Save 10K course are, number one, simplifying your bank accounts. So if you're finding that when you review your spending, you're having to log into five different banks or credit card companies to check all of your accounts, then how can I simplify those accounts and have fewer steps, fewer places that I need to check in regularly? And then number two, setting up auto pay and auto transfers for your savings goals. And you don't have to do all of this all at once. I give a blueprint of how I have my 
finances set up, like how I have my bank accounts organized and everything in the Save 10K course, but you don't have to sit down and do it all at once, you know, in the same day when you start organizing your finances. You can kind of do it a little bit at a time over time. But um, as you continue to have regular money dates, you'll refine your system. So that's step three. Step four is what I call the goal booster. And this is what I personally love about having a zero-based budget. Um, And as a zero-based budget, um, if you're not aware, you take all of your income for a pay period and you plan out all of your income and expenses and savings and debt and everything to where you plan to have zero dollars left over after savings, debt, expenses, and everything per month. And at the end of each pay period, you can see exactly, or at the end of each period, however you're doing your spending plan, you can see exactly how much money you have left over or that you didn't spend, and you can put that amount toward whatever big goal you're working on. So again, if you're paying off a credit card or if you're saving for a new dog or investing for retirement, whatever it is that you're focusing on, you can see with a zero-based budget exactly how much money you have left over at the end of that period and you can put it all towards that goal. So for example, let's say I get paid on the 1st and the 15th of every month. If I budget $2,000 for the first pay period and at the end of that pay period on the 15th, I can see that I have $350 left over, I get to choose where that goes. So I can use some of it to treat myself. I can, you know, buy something that I've just wanted but haven't included in my budget yet. I can put some of that towards treating myself and the rest of it towards my student loans or whatever that goal is that I'm working on. Or I can put all of it towards my goal. Whatever whatever you want to do, whatever works for your plan, right? Now, note, though, that this is extra savings or debt payoff money on top of whatever you have in your budget for debt and savings. So this is money that you intended to spend, but for whatever reason, you didn't. And you don't need to put it away for a short-term savings goal, right? This is extra money is the point. So you don't want to rely on this extra money as your only savings or your only debt payments. So that's step number four is goal booster. And then step number five is if you're in the like last week or two of the month, you want to create your spending plan for the next month. So those are the five steps to a weekly money check-in. We have set the scene, review your account activity, which has three parts, saving, spending, and debt, uh, system check, goal booster, and plan for the next month. Those are all the numbery type things that you want to include in your weekly money date. Then comes the fun stuff. So these are things that you don't really need to do once per week. Um, You can do them once every month or once every three to six months, whatever works for you. But I definitely recommend doing them at least every six months. So these items include, let's see here, we have six items here. All right. So number one is reflection questions slash journaling. And I will admit, I've never been an avid free form journaler. 
I find it really tedious to sit down with no prompt and just write about whatever comes to mind, even if I have a topic, like finances. But what I have found to be very helpful is to keep a list of questions or prompts to help me get started and kind of guide my reflection. So I include a list of some of my favorite questions in the Save 10K course, which is part of the the checklist that I'm reading from for this episode. I'm not going to go through them all here just for the sake of time, but a few questions to consider for your journaling and reflection are, what's going well and what am I celebrating? It's very important as you are making progress in your finances, even if it feels very slow, it's very important to celebrate, even in a small way. You know, you don't have to go out and have a party or take yourself to a fancy dinner or go on a big vacation or something, but taking time to actually acknowledge the milestones that you've reached so far and celebrating them in a way that feels good to you. So that could be, you know, taking yourself out to coffee or just having a relaxing night in, whatever that looks like. But what's going well and what am I celebrating? Then the next question is, what do I want to focus on for the next three to six months? And then how is my money serving me right now? And how can my money better serve me? So those are four questions that you can use for reflections um, every month, three months, six months, whatever you want to do. Number two, the second item to do on your checklist every one to six months is evaluate your spending from a broader perspective. So look at how much you're saving each month as a percentage of your income. If you're tracking your spending and savings with an app or a spreadsheet or whatever you're using, this should be fairly easy to find, right? You're going to look at your savings from the last few months divide it by your total take-home pay, and that's your savings rate. So 10% is a great goal. Higher is also great. Um, The main question is, are you on track to meet all of your savings goals? And can you or do you want to increase your savings? Another part of evaluating your spending is looking at where you can save. So reviewing your current subscriptions canceling anything that you don't need or use, and also renegotiating bills and fees like your cell phone, your cable and internet, or your car insurance. So those are the first two items on your one to six month checklist. Uh, Reflection questions and journaling, evaluating your spending more broadly, and the third one is to check your credit. So there are two parts to this. There's your credit score, right? Which is, you can get it Credit Karma for free. You can download the Credit Karma app and know your credit score for free. Um, This is the score that lenders use to determine whether or not they want to lend to you and also what your interest rate will be. Um, So very important to know what your credit score is. Uh, You can save money, a lot of money and interest, especially with bigger, bigger items that you buy like a car or a house, you can save money if you're going to buy those things if you have a higher credit score because you'll get a lower interest rate. So checking in on your credit score, making making sure that's going in the right direction, or 
looking at ways that you can increase your credit score. And the second part is checking your credit report, which you can also get for free at annualcreditreport.com. So this is your history of payments, credit accounts, any derogatory marks that are on your report, etc. So the thing that you want to do here is make sure that there aren't any accounts on your report that you don't recognize, and then also look for errors if you find them so that you can dispute them. So that is step number three, check your credit. Step number four is check your investments. So if you have an employer-sponsored uh, retirement plan like a 401k, are you contributing enough to get the full match? Um, if you're not investing yet, do you want to open a, an IRA? Or uh, if you are investing, do you need to rebalance your portfolio? Um, yeah, or if you haven't started investing yet, you can also use this time to research, listen to a podcast, read more about your options, create sort of a plan for how you want to approach investing, right? So I know that some of these are like broad items. I understand that some of these are like really big, but that's why they're not on the weekly checklist, right? And um, they're also kind of like, pick and choose what applies to you at this point in time, right? Like if you're paying off high interest debt and you're not quite ready to start investing, then you can skip over this one. If you're like paying off high interest debt being anything like 7% or above, um, if you're working on paying off credit cards and that's your focus, then you don't necessarily need to go into depth on your investment options until you finish that part of your plan. Okay, so that's number four is check your investments. Number five is evaluate your income. If you're happy with your current income, then you can ignore this step. Again, you don't always have to be, I, I don't think you always have to be striving to make more and more money. If your current situation is good and you're comfortable and you feel like you have good work-life balance or whatever it is, then you can skip this item. Again, pick and choose what applies to you. But if you're looking to make more than every, you know, few months or so, you can evaluate what's the best way to do that, you know, and make a plan for it. Would the best next step be to negotiate a raise at your job? Would it be to get a side gig? Or maybe apply for new positions because you realize that you're not going to get the raise that you want and feel that you deserve at your current job. So that's step number five is evaluate your income and figure out how you want to proceed if you want to move forward with any of those options or others for increasing your income. Step number six is estate planning. So reviewing what insurance you need. If you have dependents, considering whether you should have a life insurance or a will, if you have dependents or a partner, I should say, um, whether you need long-term disability insurance. Um, and this is a part where you probably want to rope in an attorney. So those are the six items on the less frequent one to six months checklist. Reflection and journaling questions, evaluating your spending more broadly, looking where you can save money, checking your credit, checking your investments, evaluating your income, and checking in on estate planning, seeing if there's anything that you need to update. And again, these items, especially the last three, aren't 
uh, going to apply to everyone's situation at ev- like at every point in time. For example, if you're paying off high interest debt, then you probably aren't looking at investments right now, right? You're, if you're paying off high interest debt with like a 7% interest rate or higher, you probably aren't focused on investing too much at the, at the moment. And that's fine. You can take what applies to you from this checklist and kind of leave the rest until you're ready for it. Um, but the, the purpose is to remind you to check in on these things every so often because, you know, eventually you will get to the point where you're not paying off debt anymore and you'll be looking at some of these other items like investing and estate planning. So it's really a checklist of just items to keep in mind as they come up for you. So everything that we've mentioned so far on the weekly money date checklist and also the one to six month checklist are things that you can do by yourself if you manage your finances alone, independently of a partner, or if you manage your finances with a partner. If you do have combined finances with your partner, one thing to keep in mind is that You don't just want to focus on the numbers. It's really important to leave time in your money dates for open dialogue and talking about what's working for both of you, what each of you wants to accomplish, what's important to both of you, what you value, and and really asking each other questions and listening to each other because chances are you probably don't manage your finances or have the exact same view of money as your partner. And so it's important to listen and um, be open to hearing a perspective that's maybe not the same as yours and respecting your partner's viewpoints and opinions on money and just leaving time for that open dialogue. So that is the money date checklist. So I'm just going to go back through here one more time just to wrap it up. So the weekly money date, we had five steps. We set the scene. We reviewed our account activity, which was spending, savings, and debt. We checked in on our system. What's working? What can we do better? Can we simplify bank accounts or set up auto pay or auto transfers for savings to make this go quicker in the future? We boosted our goal. So If we had any money left over after this pay period or month, then we put that money towards whatever big goal we're working on. And if it's within the last week or two of the month, then we created a spending plan for the next month, right? So that's what we're doing every week. Every one to six months, we are doing some reflection questions, a little bit of journaling about how things are going for us financially. Again, what's working well, what's not. What could we change? Number two, we are evaluating spending more broadly and looking at subscriptions and how can we save more money? Can we renegotiate any bills or fees? Number three, checking our credit, which includes our credit score and our credit report. Number four, checking our investments. Number five, evaluating our income. And number six, looking at any estate planning documents that we need to update. So that is it for the money date. I hope you found this episode valuable. If you'd like to get this checklist, you can jump into the Save 10K course. 
Um, it's currently, I think, on sale for $27. I should probably know that. <laughs> but the course includes the system that I use for myself and my financial coaching clients um, and will help you get clarity on where your money is going, help you save for your goals, and help you feel more um, in control, confident, and at peace with your finances. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, I am just astounded at the people who invite me into their life and into their day for this time. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode today, please leave a five-star review and subscribe or share the episode with a friend, family member, or someone you think could benefit from it. And last but not least, don't forget to grab your free gift, the Define Your Wealth Workbook at goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift. Thanks so much for being here and I'll see you next time.